0: Rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's Billy com.
3: The goal, Chris Philly, Huddersfield town! The most famous goal of Chris Pilly's wife.
0: Is this the moment for Lee Fowler? It is! Take your place in Division 2, Huddersfield Thank you. Steve Simonson's boots now. He's missed. Steve Simmonson clears the frame of the goal and collapses in a heap of tears. Huddersfield Town a promotion. Skipper Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend.
4: Takes that chance. Hello and welcome back to the Andy Takes That Chance podcast. On Saturday, town travelled to South Wales, but the recent good run was ended. But was the performance more land of my father's than what's new, pussycat? Here to discuss the last week's news in HD1, I'm Matthew Shaw. And with me today... To answer the question of whether you can be an actor, work abroad, and still be classed as a proper town fan, we have Patrick Stewart. No, of course not. It's Richard Cosmala. Of course, we have the Ron Weasley to the Jonathan Hogwarts. It's Dan Posaporrit. And finally, a warm welcome back to the podcast. It's the Biscuit Boy from Vendom. It's Danny Kiran. You all right, Danny? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Nice to be back. What's going on in your world these days? Because we've not
0: seen you for a while, have we? You've been... Uh,
4: Slightly quieter online lately. What's what's been going on? Tell the people. Uh, we've
0: on. we've got. We, I've got a little baby girl now, who's seven weeks old. But I'm also ah, yeah. But I'm working. I'm filming in France, so uh, yeah, I'm not there. So it's a bit weird. So it's oh, like so. we've had a baby, then I've had to come away for work. But um, yeah, so I've just been a little bit
4: less online. What's the name? Is it Sharon Warner Koran? Is that what Sharon? You're yeah, Sharon.
0: Sharon. <laughs> Sharon. No, it's uh, her name's Philippa. Yeah, Philippa. Yeah. Lovely stuff. Lovely stuff. Um
4: yeah. and obviously you're filming series two, is it? Serpent Queen? Series two of the Serpent Queen, yeah. Get yourselves watching that because Danny's uh, hands out some pretty tasty one liners in that, don't you? In series one. So I'm sure series two yeah. a couple more of those, those famous yeah. put downs. Maybe we'll see a few today. Who knows? Mm. Um right. So this podcast is sponsored by Magic Rock Brewing. So if you use our code of A-H-T-T-C-10, you will get 10% off all online orders at www.magicrockbrewing.com. Okay, so Swansea City 1, Huddersfield Town nil. The good run has ended. Uh, town obviously made some changes. Town, I thought... I'm just going to do a little bit here and then I'll, I'll throw it over to you guys. But Town, to me, looked like a, a tired team. It looked like a bit of a continuation of the Blackburn game where maybe Blackburn have unearthed a specific way in how to play against us and how to beat us. And and that is by having a, a centre-back advance into midfield, almost Libero-esque, with the ball to act as a spare man, which outnumbers us in midfield. And then they just use that to manoeuvre us and pass us around. Um, it worked we struggled all game. We struggled to get out as well as we have done recently. Uh, when we turned the ball over, um, we didn't really get in their half and do any danger. Um, and apart from Jaheim Headley's chance, which he should have scored from, we really struggled to create anything of note and deservedly lost the game. Um, and there weren't too many incident points or anything really that's that come from it. It's, it's pretty much as brutal as that. We turned up. Well, we didn't turn up. We were quite poor. We lost the game. We deservedly lost the game. Move on. Um, anybody got any advances on this classic in, from South Wales, Mister Kosmala?
2: No, not really. My I expected to lose. To be honest with you, I don't. It sounds the right positive thing to say. That's South
4: of France, is that not South of yeah. Wales? To lose.
2: You know what? I mean, they're nearly the the perfect uh, masterstroke. And I'll tell you what. What makes me grin about Warnock is is again. I keep saying your father and said this and that, but Warnock's clever because like the narrative we were feeding, and he's he's really good at this. And this is why, he obviously, he does what he does. <clears throat> but we were unlucky. We we're kind of obviously the ball, the one goal, Fox face, and Headley. If you want to watched the game, and you just listened to them three minutes of one, I thought we were we were in there and we were we were unlucky. But you know what, Matty scores that, and you just don't know, do you? And that's well, it was it was a golden chance. He just obviously felt at the wrong wrong guy. You just needed a bit of composure, really, but smashed it over. And uh, to be fair, they hit the post they were much the better side. But I'm more worried coming into it. I did a little video thing with some Swansea uh, fan site just just the energy levels really because I just think there's only so many times you said it last week Matt on the pod that you can do 20% I mean I think we had a whopping 26% position second half uh
4: Going into my, we, we, yeah. what we're going to do today is we're all going to do a topic today, aren't we? And this this is yeah. my topic. So, Cos is already he's dived yeah, in yeah. unknowingly. Not even not.
2: It's interesting, <laughs> as well, because like, again, he sets the narrative that the the pre match press conference, we're not going to have a lot of the ball, which is obviously, you know, you don't need Einstein to know that. But yeah, I would just, I didn't think we'd win it. And, and again, this is the problem. And this is, this is awful, and this is just football fans all over. But I was more concerned with what was happening elsewhere because I just didn't fancy us to get the results. So as much as I was watching our game, I, you know, I was delighted that uh, Sheffield United turned it around because Cardiff played really well. It was such a false scoreline that. So kind of thinking of the game coming up in a in a couple of weeks. So again, I tweeted last night. But all in all, Matt, if you'd have told me the scenario, yeah, you can make about Reading's uh, point. But if you'd have told me the scenario uh, at five o'clock last night, where we were from when we started at half past twelve. I'd have snapped your hand off for it, mate, and it's just another game gone, really. Uh, but, but yeah, it are kind of going back to where... Uh, the only, th- the only th- kind of thing I was thinking is, like, the next two away is what? what how are we going to do that? Because it did, like, really fester. I mean, that Sunderland obviously had that fantastic come from behind win. Norwich were dropping away. They're going to be up bouncing on Tuesday night. There'd be a massive crowd there. It's... Yeah, I'm just thinking the next two games, obviously we've got a bit of a break, which I think is going to help us, I hope, and Cardiff. But yeah, I just think energy levels and us at the moment is not there and it does worry me with Sunderland. But all in all, the scenario, the game
4: is dreadful. It's been a tough run though, hasn't it? And, yeah, you know, not we talk about the, we'll come on to the percentages stuff in a, in a bit, but when you don't have a lot of the ball, you're doing a lot of running, aren't you, Danny? Um, and yeah. when you're doing a lot of running, you get very tired, as as, as all of us will, will attest to, because we've all been to the gym for, half an hour and sacked it off <laughs> haven't we it's, uh, <laughs> but it's you know when you're running around and it, and when you do that in you know Easter you play on Friday you play Monday yeah. and then you play Saturday and then we've got another game Tuesday that's uh, that's four games in a very very short distance isn't it a, a very short period of time and Warnock's tried to shuffle around a bit he's brought Headley in for, yeah. for Ruffles but you know the, through the middle there you've still got Helic you've still got Leeds you've still got Pearson who ended up oddly at left back for a lot of the game uh, you still got Jonathan Hogg, Rodoni, etc. These guys are, are running around. Danny Ward, who's been injured. These guys are running around a lot, um, and they're obviously going to feel the effects, aren't they?
0: Yeah, and we just don't have the biggest squad, do we? If you look at our squad, you know, there's a lot of young lads in there as well. So, it, it, to me, I think, I think, like, in the circumstances, forgetting yesterday, which was tough to watch, if you look at the performances... Not even the performances, but just the points tally in the last few weeks. I think he's pulling up trees, Warnock, with that squad, and I think they are—they've run themselves into the ground, like you say, Watford away and those games. You know that we've had in quick succession. They, they look leggy. They look leggy after five minutes. Some of them. I mean, Hogg and Ward and stuff. They look tired. So, be interested to see what he does at Sunderland because I think he might have to rest some of them. I don't know, but then we've got a, we've got twelve days off, then, aren't we? Or something. So, be interested to see what we do at Sunderland. But I can't see him doing much else. Like, we can't knock it around like those teams. So I suppose he's got to play like that, and it has worked. Just not yesterday. The thing is, Danny, three hundred and fourteen
2: passes of our most stats here. Three of their three hundred and fourteen pastors Three, one, four. We had seventy three, and doesn't matter who you are and how fit you are, and that's so, all well, This is like being last two, three, four games. Been doing this year. Yeah. You can't, you can't. You can't. You're
4: going to be like that, are you? Yeah. You're going to need to transition. And that's that That was my point last week. Was I know it was fun, wasn't it, in terms of, you know, we've only had a couple of passes here and there and we've been in all these games. But as I said last week, it's not sustainable over the long term. You know, it's only going to work over the short term. Eventually, teams will work out exactly what you're doing and then you still need to be able to use the ball. And we, we still can't use the <clears> ball <throat> through the middle. We haven't been able to all season. You know, it's nothing new. We've not been able to use the ball properly for quite a while. And, you know, you could probably go back to 2018 when we were coming down from the Premier League, 2018-19. We struggled for possession. We struggled to keep the ball. And it seems to have been a bit of a hot potato ever since. But we'll turn this over to the Orge. Pause. I know you've you've obviously seen a couple of bits and pieces from the game, haven't you? And I, I don't know what you gleaned from it. gleaned from it, really. But it's probably not one we can sit and deliberate all day, really, is it, this game?
1: No, I mean, obviously, I was I busy yesterday, so I didn't see right much. But I obviously watched the highlights um, and, you know, as, as everybody said, and, you know, pretty clear that we we were very um, defensive, shall I say. But, you know, it, it's football and it's one of those things that, you know, we've debated on here for, for a while. And I've always suggested that people don't really care how you play when you win it. And um, the game against Swansea were very, very similar to the, the games against uh, Watford. We were sort of camped on the edge of 18-yard box for long periods of that, similar against, you know, Blackburn, Middlesbrough. Uh, and, and in these games, literally the difference was that we were we hitting on the break. That That's literally the difference. We've had similar possession, you know, you're looking at the stats, and we got out past in, in those sort of games. So everything that everybody was moaning about against Swansea, nobody actually cared about in the other games when we were due to get a result, we were winning or, you know, looking to get a point. Now, I understand, obviously, it's not sustainable to play that way. Forever, and at some point you are going to get games where where you lose, and you know Swansea were a fine example of that. But I don't know if the the run of the I think what it was six without a, a defeat um, it raised people's expectations. But you know that that performance against Swansea, if you take if you take it in isolation, um, it, it does look bad. But if you compare it with the previous six games, it's not that dissimilar. The literally the difference were. Against Watford, we got three goals on break. Against Middlesbrough, we got four games on you know four goals on break. Against Blackpool, two goals on break. Swansea, he hardly puts it over the bar. If that goes in, it's a totally different game. You're, uh, you've t- you've one one t- gone one one full
4: one. Uh, full Mark Poser in them there, haven't you? On another day, kind of. On another scenario. day. You're right. though. are right. You're
1: right. Yeah, though, right. You? You're right it, just it just kind of it just made me laugh reading online. People sort of shouting and screaming about a bad performance when really. Over the last six, they've not been great performances, but because we've got something from the game, no one's, no one's bothered, um, which, we, you know, rightly so, because I'm not. Um, but you can't then start calling out those sort of tactics because a team like Swansea, let's be fair, if we try and attack against Swansea, they will yeah. pick us apart. And it would have been a 3 or 4 Um uh, just because they've got that quality. They've got that ingenuity. And the best way to, to probably set up against Swansea for a lot of teams is, you know, to to sort of sit deep and try and hit them on the break and that's what we've been doing successfully for, you know, five or six games and unfortunately, I think Warnock said it, if he looked out, you know, to court, Mark, for Ringham him on another day, that shot from uh, Headley goes in and it doesn't hit Johnny Ogan's chest and, and it goes wide and all of a sudden we are winning 1-0 and absolutely nobody cares that we've only had 25% possession. People celebrate the fact they, they, that's what they did against Watford and, you know, these games. People weren't, oh, you know, we've only had 50 passes but we've won won the match and people wear it as a badge of honour. But then when you don't win, all of a sudden it becomes a problem. So, you know, you've got to take the rough with this move and certainly in our situation... And the way that Neil Warnock has always set his teams up to play, it's never going to be fast flowing, you know, peak Barcelona football, is it? We've got what we've got, and at the moment he's getting um, a whole lot out of it. As Danny said quite rightly, you know, the, he's getting more out of the team than than anybody else as this season, and anybody else probably would. So I think it's just one of them games that you you know you 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 put to bed and you move on from, and you 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 know you look to Tuesday. See if you can get some at there and then you know a bit of a rest with the Sheffield United game, um, uh, being moved and you know get some get some recovery time in the tired legs and you know then we've got a, a massive you know running
4: there. We? Well,
2: I mean, said, Warnock, Mr. well said, sorry, what one ox team's obviously proving most people wrong over the years, but my time kind of takeaway was it the last thing I think we needed the game on Tuesday against a full house pretty much, steering him alight, buoyed by a comeback victory, sniffing points of the playoffs when we've got, you know, we've been running on fumes the last few games and stuff. But you know what? That's just a, this is just a classic one-up scenario because again, watch his press conference tomorrow. He's going to play all, you know, all the game, All the put all the pressure on Sunderland and stuff as well. They're fans again. They'll obviously, it's the one-up factor that gets into people's heads and, you could tell the Swansea commentators they were doing my head in, to be honest with you. I noticed a few a bad words They said they turned them off, but obviously, the Cardiff connection and stuff, they're going to be a bit spooked by it and stuff. But I think if it's a Fothering team going up there, some of them is like, Well, we'll win easy. And I just think I still think they're obviously going to back themselves. But the one up factor is a big thing in these games, and I think Swansea did pay us a little bit of respect. But it's easy to think that I think you know when they've scored, and then we've made them three subs, and with you know, Terry Simpson comes on, Corona comes on, and you're thinking. Well, why? but you can't think like that, can you? Because that was the game plan, and and you know it's just to keep it tight. And they put it been nil nil. They wouldn't have brought them on, and, and it's just you've just got to accept it. And you're right, pause, Even though obviously you didn't kind of watch the full ninety minutes, they, just, they ripped us apart. And uh, I just think as I mean, have we got out of there? We know injuries. Edmund Screen looked in, looking a good way, but it's just one of those. I think all in all, seeing QPR getting battered, and you know where. Uh, the result's going really well, Carly, getting beat.
4: I'll, I'll be honest, mate, Burnley pissed me off with their eight changes and then one shot on target or whatever it was against, uh, uh, yeah. against Reading. That really pissed me off to that because they've been absolutely walloping teams at left, and yeah, right, yeah. centre, don't they? And then that happened and you were just like, oh. But uh, I want to just cut you off slightly, um, Cosy, because my point that you know what we're going to do this week is we're all going to bring one topic to the podcast and my topic has, has already been half answered already, so I thought I'd best get this in and out of the way quickly before before it gets fully cleaned out. so um so I want to help I want you guys to help me with how I should feel after that game because I'm really caught with how to feel um immediately I was quite I was unhappy afterwards not angry but just unhappy. Um, because I didn't see the same team who was happy to get in the faces of the opposition like in the previous four games. I saw a team that was a little bit scared on the ball and very passive off of it. Um, it was a very sort of Fotheringham-style performance. And I felt that the second half against Blackburn was like that as well. Um, both Blackburn and Swansea are decent. And, you know, No bones about it. Swansea are in good form as well. So I'm kind of caught between two moods. I'm, I'm happy that we've been on a great run over the last five games, like Oz has said. and. We've got ourselves above the relegation zone for now. But should I be a bit worried as well? Because my default position is always a more stressy one than most, I think. Uh, Should I be a bit worried that we've reverted to type, if you like, in the last two games, whereby prior to that good run um, that we went on in the last four games, and we were quite passive and quite, you know, really struggled to progress out of our own half. um, And with a tough game at Sunderland coming up, and then a long break till card, if we could... Realistically, find ourselves back in the mire by the time it comes to that game. On, it's a Sunday game now, isn't it, against Cardiff? Um, should I be okay? Should I be happy that it's happened—the five-game unbeaten run—or should I be worried about what's going forward? I know Poss has already half answered that, but I'll go to you, Danny, first and foremost. How should I feel?
0: I think you should. I'm going to go positive because I think I think if you look at six, seven games ago, I thought we were dead and buried, and we're in it now. We're in the mix, and I also think that he is the type of manager that selects which games he wants to go for. I think it, I think would have been, you know, again, like we just said earlier, if that if that hadn't have bounced off Hog, we would have got a point. I think, you know, they weren't. I mean, they hit the post, but they weren't. I mean, they kept the ball, but they didn't create loads yesterday. Swansea. They just, you know, we didn't do much, and I think I think that twelve day sort of rest will do the players some good, and I think we'll play Cardiff and we we'll, we'll beat them. I'm positive about it. And I think he's got the now Warnock. He knows what, he's been around so long. You know, when you watch him and when you watch the teams, you can't deny, maybe a little bit yesterday, but I think that's tiredness. But I think they are fighting for us. They're just not particularly great, some of them, uh, as a team. And I think you can only only really use the team you've got. If you went and tried to... Like like possibly say if you try and knock it round Swansea, they'll they'll win four or five nil. You know. So I think I'm positive about it. And I think we'll those last three games we'll get results. And I don't think Tuesday Tuesday might be hard. We've got to try and stick with them a little bit, I think. Personally. Cosy, I
4: um I'll throw in a, a caveat as well. So I don't know if you've seen much in Norwich lately. I've seen little bits here and there, and they look pretty crap, to be honest. Um and they they go to Loftus Road Wednesday. And for me, that is a really pivotal game where we need our hero, David Wagner, to yeah. to really give us a hand. It absolutely shithoused us last week, didn't he, with with Rotherham and so did Carlos with QPR as well. Um but for I'm looking at that game and thinking, do you know what? That's a winnable game for QPR. And if they win that and we don't at Sunderland, I I Start to think, oh god, this is starting to get a little bit hairy. What about you? What about you for the yeah, mate? I, I, I,
2: I, I'm gonna sit on the fence, I share your concerns 100%, mate, and that as well. Because I always think, first and foremost, it's about we, we've, we've kind of earned the right now, it's, it's about our business, you know, whether we step or not, it's up to us, it's, it's in our hands, kind of, you know, to get to steal the phrase, but it's. <sighs> I watched the Cardiff game yesterday and, and they looked good. And the, the only thing is, is that these two teams, Sunderland have got to beat us, but Swansea, did they have to beat us? Not really, but... And, and they can't even really... They will, were like a game I just thought, as, as nice as Swansea played, I think Bulletsville fans wouldn't like that style whatsoever and they'd be on the back. Get it forward. They'd absolutely hate Russell Martin's football, mate. But the, I think Sunderland is... Oh, it's, it's so difficult I, I just what's left in the tank Matt? It felt it feels again you can read stuff wrong and, and Warnock's made us look a mug last few weeks but it seems to have done a lot of psychological damage at that Blackburn game for me the way we were kind of clinging on the second half and we got the point and again we, we've can we go to the well again on, on Tuesday night it's a massive ask isn't it and like I mean Danny says the squad's not big and I think it's I think Fatherman's mentioned when before when he was here, it's like, kind of, because he's like blooded it's a lot of young players like Jimmy uh, Edley, for example, it's like almost like we think he's kind of a a player to pick, but and I know why not give him the goal and, and obviously Diara came back in out of nowhere. So but if we are being honest, these guys are you know, just they've been b team players. Still be team, isn't it? Yeah, not, not the people in the trenches, but then again, obviously I had it with an Unsonero, well, Paul saw down at Watford, but I I I am concerned, Matt, because I just think that it is. It's just because we, we don't have the ball, the the energy levels. How, how can you? because It were quite. It were really interesting. Raj Baines, isn't it? with Warnock after yesterday because he were kind of hinting that that Warnock had picked a team like he'd left players out. Obviously, the rumours of a flu bug or whatever going, going through the camp, but he were kind of hinting that he was saving guys for Tuesday. I might have read this wrong, almost like Raj were in that that was a more winnable game, but to me, I think we missed a trick yesterday. So it was a bit odd comments, and then he really pushed him on what else the next few days going to be. Like That was a, such mm. a strange question. So it was like, and again, Warnock were putting on their... And again, I don't know if it's psychological, but it a long bus journey home,
4: and we'll get them I in. Mean, like, yeah, I picked up on the bus journey as well. I thought that was a bit of a strange...
2: Yeah. I thought
4: it was strange from town to... Because it was almost like a complaint, really, by Warnock, wasn't it? That we had to get a six hour bus drive. Obviously,
2: getting a flight and stuff. And I don't know whether that were a dig or whether it was uh, yeah, yeah, I thought
4: yeah, I was, I was a bit sure unsure about
2: that. Yeah. It would be a bit, a bit strange, but copying kind of as usual. I go around the houses with with a thing. But yeah, I, I am concerned because I'm just thinking if it the pressure, it's all right saying the, the two games at home and Sheffield and that be on the beach, but the pressure will be fully on other town, mate. And I'll, oh, all yeah. I'm i mean, it's great to have to have this conversation because we thought we were done three weeks ago, but I just don't want another Stockport, Birmingham, Crystal. Two thousand one,
4: yeah, yeah,
2: and that we're is, haunted by that, yeah. aren't
4: we? We're haunted. Yeah. By that and, and it's yeah. just
2: the reading and you know the, the the injustice of losing the points, and ironically, the 2017 Buff could have been in Premier League, obviously, one only could be, and it's we. I just don't like the people. So, clinging the they shuffling out to be up and on the beach and stuff like that. Oh, so man, man. They've got top quality players, mate. And they probably, surely will be up before, but does that mean that the way we play, we're not going to attack them. They're going to like come at us. Every team's going to come at us. That's what worries me. We're not going to take the game unless some miraculous...
4: You Maybe Reading. Maybe Reading on the last day. Yeah, that's possibly that, it,
2: that, I, I just, I don't, it's good to be counter at counter, but I just, ugh, mate, I kind of, I'm really on the fence. You're shitting
4: yourself as well, aren't you? So.
2: <laughs> <No. laughs> <laughs> <But laughs> and classic town, it'll go to the last day, but it's, uh, yeah. it's unbelievable, that table, isn't it? But it's, I suppose it's good to be above the dotted line than below
4: it. Mm. Go on, pause, round that up.
2: Um, I
1: think, I think you're right to be cautious. I think we all are, given there's only one, is it one point now between, you know, the bottom, um, the relegation zone and where we are. I think you've got to look at the bigger picture though, Matt, personally. I think, take, a look at everybody else and not just town, which you know obviously you want to focus on your own club. But I'd have a look at you know the, the bigger pitch, take a step back, and and for me, you know, two spaces are already taken for um, in this relegation fight at the moment. Can't see um, either Wigan and Blackpool uh, moving out of that relegation zone. And the thing that I'm kind of clinging on to uh, as as a hope is that it's it's almost one from. A few, you know, if it were just maybe a Town and Reading and it were, it were either or. Um, but as it stands, it's still in our hands because we've got Wigan to play and we've got Reading to play. And if we win both of them, you know, it would be a minor miracle if anybody else managed to get in front of us. Um, I think at the moment, when you look at the teams below us, um just looking quickly at the form, QPR have won zero in six, Cardiff for one one in QPR six have won
4: two in twenty-five or something. They're on an yeah, insanely QPR, bad run, on but, a ridiculously bad. But run. it's the two the two um, games they've got, Norwich and Bristol City at home. I look at those and think, do you know what they could possibly win those games? And but
1: yeah, then again, I, think I, think I thought Burnley would call up
4: Reading, so you never know, do you?
1: Yeah, it goes out window, doesn't it, for them a little bit? But you you know, taking a step back, I think if it were maybe town and one other, you know, he's being nervous. But I am i wouldn't say we're confident, but I'm a lot more happy with where we are than, obviously, you know, looking back a few weeks, we were dead and buried. So I think where we are, and I think that the way that Warnock's got us playing, I think we've probably got the fans on the side more than maybe the other clubs. Uh, and I think all that kind of creates the storm that we probably will get out of it. Watch now, eat me words, and I can see because he's, Prediction coming true with it on the last day. You know we end up losing the reading and everybody else wins and we end up going down or something ridiculous like that. Because it's just what happens to town. But I think I think you're right to be a little bit angry, disappointed in the Swansea performance. But as a whole,
4: yeah, not angry. You
1: know, you know it may be. You know the old. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. You know, <laughs> like you don't. Your used need to say to you when you've done something wrong. It, it was probably that sort of feeling. Um, and I think. You know, even Tuesday, if we go if we if we go to Sunderland and lose that, I think the the period of time between the Sunderland game and the next match after that, I think is it twelve days. I think you said Danny um, gives us enough time for Warnock up to be able to implement some of the things that he needs to implement to,
2: to just about see us over that line.
4: Take them it's golfing Blackpool to the Blackpool Belfry for old time's sake, I reckon.
2: Blackpool can't still be written off. They've got West Brom at home uh, Tuesday. Mm. Birmingham away Millwall at home obviously that could be a tough one and Norwich away so they, I mean ugh, obviously there's West like,
4: Brom's away form tragic as well um,
2: yeah so you just don't know and another thing as well to throw in is obviously we're going to miss the weekend against uh, Sheffield United next Saturday And
4: yeah that's, that's no the thing that's why be. I mean we could end up back yeah. in the bottom I think three.
2: it's just a mental thing but it's, it's oh man it's you know what we wish some people say give us a mid-table season but someone at work yesterday says really I says, well, yeah of course like it's <laughs> all this excitement i'm like
4: what <laughs> uh, takes years off your life just following town though doesn't it, That's, it oh does, um, yeah. it does. uh, dear anyway i think what we'll do is we'll have an advert now and uh, and come back in a moment many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat
0: or how hard we work out my solution is plush care PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss
4: journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. What, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to
2: be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app.
4: At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, so uh, we'll turn it to uh, Mr. Ford Posworth. Um, Poser, you had a a point, didn't you? That you wanted to bring up. So I'm going to turn this to you, and you're turning to the host now.
1: Yeah, it follows on quite nice from what we've just been discussing. Actually, in regards to what you know, we all think the the outcome will be um, in regards to um, you know relegation. A few weeks ago, on here we obviously all discussed that we were you know dead buried and you know gone, and I think we we'd pretty much all given up hope, uh, and pretty much most of the fan base as well. Um, but since then, um, I think it's from 7th of March onwards, um, we, were, we were around about 90% chance of relegation using the, the I think it's some, it's some sort of supercomputer somewhere. Um, but since then, three wins and three draws, um, it has kind of changed that scenario massively. Um, obviously, you know, computers and percentages and all that sort of stuff is not how the game is actually played. Um, but at the moment, we're sat with a, or oh, this was just after Blackburn, uh, we were sat with a 21% chance of going down, uh, which were compared to Cardiff, which was 16, QPR 24, Reading 43, Blackpool 96 and, and Wigan 98. So my question to you guys is, do you take any of that as any kind of hope that you know the computer will be right or is it all that a load of nonsense and we've just got to kind of see it out and, and see what happens in the games? Cosic, go on, I'll go to you first, mate.
2: No, nah, I don't have any of it, Matt, because I remember Matt posting something just before, you know, just I think after Bristol City, it might have been Norwich, where I think there were more chances of, uh, I don't know, Come up with somewhat controversy, you know what I'm trying to say. you say
4: something inappropriate then, what you, Cossett? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a night with Scarlett you had go uh, a bit Matt more Cross graphic, weren't you? Yeah,
2: and, uh, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, but, no, uh, I think the Cardiff game, I, I'm a bit stupid, but you know, when we were beating Blackburn 2 0 Pat. because I'm, I'm thinking, do we go to this and this game? I would think it might be done. You know, the done before Cardiff uh, crew have gone a bit. It's, it's ridiculous to say that. But obviously, when we were 2 0 up and you were looking and thinking there might be a four point gap and then, you know, we might get something at Swansea. But obviously, that, that Cardiff game is going to be unbelievable. Sky are going to be loving it out. I mean, obviously, that's why they've moved it. I will be uh, doing some scouting. I'm going to the Rotherham Cardiff game three days before, and that as well. Uh, thanks to work, so but that that's going to be fascinating because that's we haven't mentioned Rotherham yet. They've been uh, looting. They've, they've
4: kind of, they've kind of, play, of hit well. that mark that they've they've hit that forty-five point mark, haven't they? Rotherham, where you are kind of not sure whether to include them or not because it's quite a decent mark, and they've got a couple of decent games left. Oh, they must have
2: played well, Matt, because Rotherham to win at Rotherham, been playing some decent football as, as well. So again, we don't we don't talk about them, so. Yeah, Paul, so i have not. I've never been one for XG and stats and and predictability and stuff like that. The only thing that's predictable is town will just take you <laughs> the parts of the uh, <laughs> parts of the world you don't want to go, man.
1: It's uh, it's quite interesting because you know the the way that it's done. I were I were reading up on it, and apparently they play the remaining fixtures twenty thousand times. Uh, I'm guessing that it's some sort of like you know football manager type way in which to do it with different weighted possibilities for each result so it's for me it's obviously I I quite like stats and Matt I'll come to you because I know you do as well but you know a stat man you're just dead man you know that kind of thing but you know it's, it's got to give some sort of indication surely otherwise there'd be no point in doing it obviously I know football's different and anything can happen but I know given what you've just said you're probably not as maybe confident as what we are but after hearing those kind of percentages
4: are you any more confident than what you were maybe 10 minutes ago <laughs> is that me um cosy works for cosy you you work you work at you know at work and stuff and you'll probably hear loads of people with that kind of of posers attitude and they'd all be millionaires wouldn't they if they followed the uh the common sense yeah, that comes from these things familiar. um The problem is, I think if you apply that to a random six games in the middle of the season, I think it probably makes sense. But if you apply it to the end of the season, there's so many factors and different factors. Like Swansea, like I think 20 years ago, I think on the beach was a real thing. You know, when when people were kind of like, heads were on the beach. I don't think that exists anymore. I don't think, only maybe the last possibly the game or two before the end. So Swansea... Are still still trying to win games. The win bonuses are so much these days that I think people mm. still want to win every game possible, don't they? And I don't think on the beach is a thing anymore. But I do think once you can't go for promotion or relegation, I do think percentage wise teams do slacken slightly. And I think that allowed us to maybe get in against Watford because Watford were on a bit of a a bit of a run. But looking at our fixtures, Sunderland are absolutely flying, and I think. If I was a supercomputer, I'd be saying Sunderland beat Huddersfield on on Tuesday. And then you go to Cardiff and there's so much much on that because what could happen between now and then for Cardiff completely changes how it'll be viewed on the day because Cardiff could lose every game and then all of a sudden they're the team that's under pressure and coming out at us. Or they could win a couple of games and be theoretically safe and they could slacken off and then we could nick something. You don't know how it's going to go, so... I don't see how you can predict that far forward more than a game at a time at the minute and everything goes, and it's the championship. It's the most unpredictable league. Well, league one's a bit crazy these days, but championship historically is the most unpredictable league out of, out of all of them, isn't it? So I think you've just got to take this game by game, but I'm looking towards the end of the season and I, I'm no computer is, to, is is calming my nerves. I'll be honest. It's <laughs> absolutely not. Um, so I, I, I'm just looking at Sunderland at the minute and, and wondering how we can possibly beat them. When I'm looking at, they've got Ahmed Diallo on the on the right wing who's absolutely rapid Who could potentially tear Josh Ruffles a complete new one on Tuesday. I'm looking I at... I've got Ellis Sims
2: though, thank God.
4: No, but they've got Alex Pritchard up front at the minute and we know how much he wants to put one over us. Um, yeah. But they're quite decent at the back. They've got quite a lot of pace. They've got Patrick Roberts, he's quite a decent player. They're, they're, and Jack Clark, uh, the, old, uh, the old Chesty on the other side who's playing really, really well for them as well. So they're really good out wide Sunderland and the quick and they break quickly it's it's gonna to be tough um if we I think we need four points if we get I I said I wanted a win at either Swansea or Sunderland and I I was actually secretly targeting Swansea as the winnable game and so to lose against them has kind of like knocked me a little bit but if we win at Sunderland if we'd have held on against Blackburn we'd have almost been there I think but if we, we I do think we need at least five points from now to the end of the season. And if we win on Tuesday against Sunderland, that will calm my skin something chronic because if we lose, I'm going to be like a complete bag of nerves. I'm going to be just Matt, I'm going to be that's shaking.
2: Here, mate. Watch I'm out. Going
4: to, oh, I'm going to be shaking that's from now to the end of the that. season, honestly. Yeah. I'm going to have the daily shakes. But um, I, I just don't want to go down. I want the new, the Nagel era to be in the championship and, you know, going down to League One and having to tough that out again to get back out of It's just not... Really, what I want to be doing next year? Yeah, um, um, Matt
2: off. he's talking? League won't we'll get him off
4: <laughs> the, uh, get him Yeah, Bradford City next year because so. uh,
1: the uh, the supercomputer predicts a two-one win to Sunderland uh, with a fourteen percent chance of Town getting a victory there. So, uh, you know, hopefully, so, hopefully it's wrong.
2: Supercomputer um, up your ass, boss. <laughs> <laughs> Sideways. Danny, are
1: you? Uh, are, you, are, you think, are you? Yeah. A to there, but, are mean, you done into Cosy there? I mean, I did.
0: I, I don't. I don't mind stats. I quite like that supercomputer stuff. But obviously, like the lads were saying, it doesn't really take into account the pressure that teams are under now. So, like the pressure changes everything, doesn't it? And I think, yeah, yeah th- I think you're right, Matt. If we lose at Sunderland, it's going to be squeaky bum time. But I've just got a funny feeling that I will be squeak. We'll got- keep- be on. I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> it's <gonna be> horrendous. <laughs> And I, and, I, and I think I, I I've got a funny feeling with Warnock. And I think I think it's interesting what you said earlier about looking at the other teams. You know, QPR. I don't think they're all. Look, I might. This might come back to bite me. But I don't think they're all of a sudden going to win two, three games. Any of them? Mm-hmm. I don't know, They've I not done don't it all don't, season. Don't I don't don't
4: what have you just done?
0: No, no, i not. <laughs> It'll be done? fine. It is what it is. But I just think we've got to. I think the, the players have got to be positive as well. And I think, yeah. like you say, sometimes when we set up like we did against Swansea, it, it, it is negative in a way. But, I, I mean, I don't really know how else you'd set up with that squad because it's such a mismatch of different styles and different people. Passing,
4: passing teams have had our number for for a couple of years. Swansea had our number last year. We were very lucky against them. Yeah. So they, especially, do remember at our place last year, they must have had about, 90% possession and absolutely murdered us. It was a really boring game, wasn't it? But they, they absolutely hammered us. And I think Ben Aymer had a storm, didn't he? For them?
0: Oh, he did, yeah, yeah.
4: But you know, Swansea are a real problem team for us. I know we we beat them and we've beaten them once or twice, but in terms yeah. of getting the ball off them, we we absolutely cannot do it. So I think taking that game in isolation is probably dangerous to be fair, like I did. Hmm. So call me a danger.
1: Just to uh, just to, just to calm your nerves, lads. It does if you know if you believe in this sort of stuff. We actually just looking at our predicted results. We don't win until uh, the Red last in. match against Reading, <laughs> but that does actually keep us up. So what oh I, what a finish God. that will be if that if that is Oh true. my
0: God! I don't know if so, I can uh... wait that
1: long <laughs> Actually, looking at that has now made me more nervous than what I was actually. Now
4: Who goes, goes down on the supercomputer in that scenario though? So
1: the supercomputer has read um Wigan, Blackpool, and QPR
2: actually going down. Uh,
4: QPR, Honestly, if, if QPR beat Norwich, I'll, be, I'll be all over be. the place. I will genuinely be all over the place because that's that's be, the one really, that worries me.
2: I tell it's really going to kick in, and this is what you get with TV now and that as well. And it makes you you've just seen today with Arsenal that City did the business yesterday, Arsenal played today. We've got yeah. so many scenarios coming up with us. We're playing Tuesday, others are playing Wednesday, then we're missing, then we're going to play that Sheffield on a Thursday, but then at Rotherham Cardiff we're going to be playing Thursday before and it's like, yeah. it's only going to be the last, oh, i trying to think when uh, yeah, we've got it's just going to be last weekend, isn't it? I think we're going to be Yeah,
1: everybody, everybody plays on uh, Monday the 8th, but before that we play on a yeah, Thursday, it. and that's after yeah. everybody else has already played, so when we play Sheffield United mm. we'll have a game in hand on everybody at least, you know, one game in hand on everybody and, you know, as everyone's quite rightly said by that Thursday, depending on what happens elsewhere, Sheffield United going, could potentially be. they could be in second, couldn't they? They could, but they could be
4: up, yeah. not able to win the league, not able to finish third, and and maybe that's just the one percent that Sheffield yeah. United will will be less on that day. That's what you cling to, isn't it? Little things.
2: But well, you're you wanting to back us rather than think any
4: other team are going to. Oh mate, I take anything you can get at this stage, yeah. don't You Just take anything. Yeah. You
2: can get yeah.
4: Yeah. Right. Good right. Uh, yeah. Good, good work, yeah it's, it makes I a when we, really we post um, us some work. It actually shows. Sure, no it's amazing. It does, not Look, you see. Yeah, it's all up I appreciate up here. that.
2: It doesn't quite seem <laughs> I I don't want to go into computers, man. It's but. not... It's, yeah, right. The week.
4: Turn this over now. Danny, you are the grandmaster of the podcast. Um Off you go.
0: My point that I wanted to discuss was... And all, a lot of this rides on the yeah, leads. This. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> or question time
1: on. Good going, Danny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't swear I, like Cosyman or you get cough.
0: Never said <laughs> you do. No, you did. No, I did I'm going to have Captain Anna on to give you a scolding. I reckon. Challenge. Go on, Danny. I'm say. thinking about next season. What do What do we all think about who's going to be? Do we go for a complete new manager set up? Like you said. Um, with the new owner, completely fresh? Or do we think that, you know, Warnock keeps talking about wanting to do two or three days a week a summer as a advisory role? <laughs> or would you let Warnock come and do a season if he wanted to do it with his own squad of players if we spend a bit of money in the summer? So my, my question is, what do you think the plan is for next season? And obviously, it's weird thinking about that. We don't even know what league we're going to be in yet. But I just, it's just something I wondered because he keeps mentioning that. I don't know if you watched that interview he did with the EFL with Prutton. Um, and he was talking about, you know, wanting to be an advisory, And he seems like he's enjoying it this time. You know, I just wonder whether Sharon might let him have one more season or something, whether <laughs> whether, whether, they'd, whether the new owner, because the new owner tweets and says, you know, he, I don't know, maybe that's just him being nice. But I think he, I wonder if the new owner likes him. I mean, he's, he has lifted the place, I have to say. Mm-hmm has lifted the place you know more than anybody else would have done uh, if they would have been brought in so I'm just saying I'm just wondering what you all think on that
1: for me just jumping in I I don't think he's a long-term solution Um, I've said previously and that's nothing to do with Neil Warnock's ability as a a football manager Um, I just think we I would personally like and I said this um, when Danny Schofield came in and Obviously, Matt Fotherham came in. I, I want to see the next manager of Rutgersfield Town come in and be there for a, a long period of time. And, and by that, I mean three to five years, kind of, at least. Um, and I just think due to Neil Warnock's age alone, obviously, that's not going to be possible. Um, I'd like to see somebody come in who filters a philosophy down um, through sort of academy teams and has a real impact on the club as a whole. Um a little bit like we had when we had David Wagner, although I, I do think he probably had too much um, say across the board. You know, hearing you know various things since he's gone, and I'd like someone to to be the link between you know maybe John Worthington in the you know the B team and the first team and build a real kind of uh, structure and system and uh, make Uddersfield Town have an actual identity because we've gone through managers like you know There's No Tomorrow and Styles of football have come and gone, and obviously with Warnock now, and and it's a means to an end. With him, I, you know, fully appreciate that. Uh, yeah, but yeah. I'd like to see a totally new, clear the decks almost, um, uh, and and start again. With who? I've absolutely no idea at this point. Uh, so don't ask me that, Danny, because I've no idea. Right. Um, but I, that that's the way that I would be looking. Obviously, the, the you know the the new chairman will have. Hopefully, an idea. Um, I'm, from what I can gather, he's not, you know, day to day hands on. He won't be over here, so he's obviously going to trust someone to come in and and be that man who can, you know, go out and find the, the manager that we need and, and the coaching staff and you know and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, just sort of to answer the immediate question, you know, would, would you want to carry on? No, but it's not because of anything he's done wrong. I just think we need a, a direction that we can go in for three to five years as a minimum, really.
4: Yeah. Should I tell you yeah. the worry I've got, Danny, on, on Neil Warnock? And that's, remember when Alex Ferguson retired and then they appointed David Moyes? And mm. it, Alex Ferguson was there, wasn't he? As the advisor for a little bit, wasn't he? And it always felt like a big shadow over the dugout. You know, yeah, Alex yeah. Ferguson you know, down over the stand. And it always felt like forever, however long he was there, the fans would always undermine undermine the man in the dugout a little bit. And I look at Neil Warnock, and I and I will absolutely tell everyone and anyone who loves Neil Warnock as much as me, I'd love to see them. I know Danny, you'd probably say the same thing. Don't you? I absolutely yeah, yeah. love Neil Warnock, and I would love in a in a in an ideal world, you would love Neil Warnock to be involved with Uddersfield Town going forward in some capacity. But you have to worry that what that capacity has does it undermine the next head coach that comes in because Neil Warnock remember, has got May, June, and maybe some of July booked out. With this yeah, tour. So he's he's got obviously got plans and and what have you. That means he's not going to be there pre-season. Um and he's obviously wants to do two, three days a week. And he's saying he's saying all the time, I only like to work a couple of months a year, which at his age is fair enough. He's earned the right to do that. And you know, a couple of days a week. I think as as some kind of mentor uh, for a man if you wanted to bring in a young manager, um, you know, a mentor is is fine, um, a director. But if you have him as a director, does that then cast a shadow over your next director of football slash sporting director slash football head of operations, yeah. et cetera, et cetera? So that that's the thing they've got to try and work out and whether it's whether it's workable. If you can fit Neil Warnock, if plug him into something or plug into Neil Warnock's knowledge, absolutely do it. But yeah. I think next season what you're looking at is you need to Lee Brombe is still in post. I know we've we've done a couple of things on directors of football that have been linked, but if there's going to be a change of director of football, the director of football is the person that leads the um, theory from top to bottom, isn't he? Yeah. You know, he's the person, and the person that's been linked by Alan Nixon today is the person I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, Chris Markham. So, for example, if Chris comes in, which you know, as a Huddersfield man, I hope he does. If he comes in, and he, you know, Chris is then the person that really has to pick the manager yeah. uh, or pick the head coach because the head coach has got to align with what Chris does. And then everyone else has got to filter in that line as well. So the issue that you've got is, you know, do your director of football, do Neil, want do they all line up? Everything's got to line up perfectly. Otherwise, you're going to get splinters all over the place. So you everything has got to come from the director of football. You can't appoint a manager and then a director of football. That just just doesn't work. Because unless the manager brings in the director of football, you know. Um, So for me, we've got to understand what we want to be. In the summer, yep. there needs to be a clear identity of what we see Huddersfield Town being. I'm a little bit bored of watching his kick and rush, I'll be honest, over the last yeah, few yeah. years. I want to see us play a possession based style, or, a, well, not necessarily knocking the ball around 90% possession like Swansea do, but I want us to be more front foot based. Yeah. Um, I want the director of football, the head coach, to represent that. But you've all, we've also got to look past the playing squad because the playing squad have been there for the last, or some of them, three or four years. Some of these guys can't pass water, which means if you're going to bring in a, a Guardiola disciple, for example, and give them hoggy, give them ruffles, etc., cetera, nothing on those players, but they're not your dynamic ball playing, you know, pass and move type players. So there's such a, a big decision to be made on the direction Huddersfield Town going. So we, are, we need to work out and understand what Huddersfield Town is going to be at the end of the season, where it's going, and then try and filter in the right people to the right roles. And if Neil Warner can help with that, Great. If yeah. he can't help with that, then thank you very much, Neil. If you've kept us up, even if you haven't kept us up, we still love you. Uh, yeah. And then and then shake hands and move on. But for me, everything has got to come from the new CEO, the new director of football, and let them, you know, guide us in a new direction. And hopefully, that direction is one whereby we're on the front foot, we throwing, as Cosy likes to say, throwing punches with everybody. <laughs> uh, and then Scott and scoring some fucking goals, mate. We don't yeah, score goals. That really pisses me off. I, know I don't we have done, we've done recently goals, but We don't, don't we? score goals.
0: Do we? We yeah, haven't we scored a, goals for years. I don't think. I want it. us to
4: score goals. I want to be excited. Not in League One, by the way. But I want us to just have some excitement back. So for me, bring in Chris Markham if he's if it's possible, and let him yeah. let him do the rest.
0: I mean, it's just going to be a busy summer, and it'll be interesting to. See, I'm in, I'm excited to see where he goes. Actually, I think. It's time for a change with, you know, the new owner and stuff. So it'll be interesting to see. It's perfect,
4: is- isn't it? It's, it's the perfect storm for it, isn't it? And it's not going to work straight away either, you know. No, you, no. You know, everything Because there's a lot of players that are still here, still entrenched in old versions. And look how long it took to stop players from effectively playing Carlos Ball, if you like, at the end of the season. Mm. They were all sort of plugged in to the way Carlos Corbran did things to the nth degree. And when Danny Schofield tried to change it, Went to shit, didn't it, really badly? So that's what I mean. The The, the playing staff are so important. And the ones that are under contracts, you know, Jordan Rhodes, is he going to fit into a front foot Pacey style? No, he's still useful, still has his, oh, not for Neil Warnock at the minute. That's another topic for discussion, isn't it? But Tyree Simpson, does he fit into that? Does, you know, Kyle Hudlin and all these young players, Jaheem Headley? And you really need someone to come in and say, right, these players are going to be here the next three, four, five years, like Pos is saying. How do we bring somebody in who can get the best out of them? We need somebody who can develop because Huddersfield Town will always be a development club, whether we yeah. like it or not. We need someone to develop. We need man... We've seen this season, we need a man-manager, don't we? we Huddersfield do. Town needs man-managers. So That's
3: what I mean, to, I think.
0: That's what I mean because what what... Yeah. I think what that's what we've missed in the past. I think it's all well and good having, you know, how many directors of football have we had? I mean, I know Bromby's been there a while now, and how many different, you know, it, it seems to change every time, ta- every season. The way we play, and we've had three managers this season. And I, what I've really enjoyed about him being there is, you do feel like he's a great man manager, and there isn't that many around now. Because I feel like he
4: makes everyone else better as well, don't you? Just by yeah. being Neil Warnock, and that's what you want, isn't it? Behind the scenes, we
0: need, we need someone who's like who can. You need someone who's got that in them as well, because obviously when we had the last guy, when we had Buzz Lightyear, he, <laughs> just, he just didn't want to play. You wouldn't want to play for him, I don't think.
4: On another day, you might have done that. <laughs> I think I think that's a really
1: interesting point, though, because you know, um, younger managers. Um, you know, I, I'm involved in in coaching, obviously at a lot lower level, but it's very. You're throwing your hat in the
4: ring, there, Pause.
1: Well, you know, I'm, I am available. I am available. If should uh, an American see, you know, be listening to this, I am available. I, I won't cost the right lot, so that's a good start. <laughs> Just a
4: bacon, bacon sandwich in a uh, moment. Right.
1: Yeah, that'll be me done. Uh, <laughs> but no, what I was saying is, like, you know, when you go through your coaching modules and everything is very heavily focused on tactics these days. And I do think that the man management side is something that is massively probably overlooked, um, in, in not just football management, but in management in general. You know, we all work for companies and we all have, you know, managers and, and Bob, well, maybe not you, Danny, as such. But, you know, people will always go out of the way and do extra for someone who they like and who is a good man manager. Um, and I think that is a very key, uh, um, can't think of the word, a very key component. Yeah, after that, after, yeah, it's a very key component of a football. Man, you need to know when to shower at someone. You need to know who to put your arm around. You know, you know, you know, you need to give them a bollock in, and they'll turn around and say, "Well, bollocks do, you. you." know, I'm going to go out and show you. And that is a very <coughs> hard. Sober Thomas,
4: cuff, cuff.
1: Well, when <laughs> you've got twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven players of all different ages, all different abilities, all different backgrounds and, you know, different nationalities. It's That is a really hard thing to find. And to me, that is probably one of the most important things that you need to go out and look for in a manager because you can have all the tactical knowledge in the world. If you can't get your point across or you can't get the best out of the players that you've got, you're going to struggle.
4: Yeah. scaffolding I mean. at the back, isn't it? That's where you start. Mm-hmm. All about that
2: for me, mate, because, you know, you're not telling me that David Wagner didn't have the involvement in getting all those German people in. And, you know, there's players and stuff. And, and I just think, you know, it, it's blown me away, to be honest, what Warnock's done. And part of me, he does annoy me a little bit where he's only, you know, this guy, just because it's, it's the end of the season, they quick burst, that's why it's happened, that's bollocks. And look what Roy Hudson's done at Crystal Palace. Absolutely sensational, yeah. sensational what he's done. Much piss-taked. But i tell you what, mate. it's it, it, right. He's someone I'd love, uh, also, but there's no chance that they could come north. I think his stock's so high. What what they're playing so much great football, scoring goals, winning, and, and yeah. things like that. But to me, it's just about it's about the recruitment. I've can't, I, I, it's made me think differently, uh, because you know, old is does it really matter? You know, as long as it didn't work for Blackpool for Mick McCarthy, there's an example when it didn't go right, but. You know, your age, I, I don't think we should be ruling anyone out on it. This is the obsession with the young coach. If Burnley's recruitment had been shit, Vincent Company wouldn't have looked uh, the next Guardiola, you know what I mean? So it's like, obviously, I'm not saying, he, you know, he's not done, you know, much on the, on the training ground as well to mould what he's done and stuff as well. But to me, it's all, yeah, it's a difficult one. And, and naturally, you're thinking American. I mean, Adrian Heath, God, I can't, I've totally forgot about him. But Adrian underneath uh, yeah. Yeah, there's a highly rated coach over there. And you just wonder if it's going to come from, that side of the pond or, or this, but let's just hope whoever comes in. I mean, again, the Michael Duff thing we talked about last week, but it's to me, it's all about the recruitment. And I know what you're saying, pause three to five years, but you know, it's like in football now, mate. I've never known three to five,
4: five games, isn't it?
2: Yeah, five games we are to win, and, and you're in big trouble. And but I agree with you, Matt. I think I'd love to
4: see some good football, mate, as, as well. And uh Bring some punches, Cosy. That's what we want. Uh, Bloody some noses, that's what you say. Swansea <laughs> they will Matt, but it were dull,
2: and and it's, it's hard just to pick on one game. I haven't watched a lot of them, to be honest with you. But it was just it was really like a game of chess, really. They were just trying to pull us out a position. And
4: it, I think I, that's as much as their opposition, though, isn't it? You need a dance partner, don't you? And we're not going to go at Swansea. If, ever, yeah, yeah. But, if but Swansea have someone, someone who'll go them, at them, they'll look the
2: good. a lot of bollocks just to, but the one thing that they did, I, I thought, were interesting. Is like the, the, he said, you kind of felt the fan base were engaged and they got what Russell Martin's trying to do and trying to develop and. And I thought it was really interesting that they were playing a team that were poor, like we are. I know we're on a run, but the crowd never got in the back, get it forward and stuff, because they bought in and get the vision of Russell Martin. And I just think town fans, and we even saw it God, last season, mate, with and and I get that. <laughs> the football. Mm-hmm. Even in that Luton semi-final, I remember that gantry and people slaughtering John Russell, having to go X Y Z. It's like, So I just don't know if our fan base will and they'll give someone about two three games it's it's it just shows results i think as
4: long as you're front foot like i said that's what i mean by front footed i think if you're front foot Well, carlos Coburn it was passive wasn't it a lot of the time so i think yeah. if you're on that, the front foot and you look and you and you you're at it to quote dean hoyle i think tel fans are quite yeah. forgiving whereas if you're quite passive and you're quite not soft yeah. but just quite like i say passive not do that mate and, i don't really like it
2: 19 20 21 23 percent possession no fans are coming out saying that were Dire and what have you on that as well, but even though the results have not gone quite well, you know they don't want to say that, and it just shows, doesn't it, that it's like you say if it's what it looks like on on the pitch rather than looking at your your yeah. ass the game. And seeing I'll, your I'll tell you what
4: what when when I was in the academy at ta- when I, I did some scouting for town. I remember Stuart Weber coming into coming into the room, and Stuart Weber said something. I might have to paraphrase because it's quite a few years ago now. But I remember Stuart Weber sort of saying he used to come in and then watch Huddersfield Town. And then he never used to get what Udersfield Town were about. He said you had a load of fans over there baying for, you know, sort of high octane football, if you like. And then the product on the pitch was was tepid. And he said he never understood that. So he said you've got to tap into you, you know, you've got to get the fans on side and you've got to introduce a style which the fans will buy into. Because if the fans buy into it and get behind you, then that lifts you, you know, an extra two, three, four, five percent. So he went out and he said, look, Huddersfield Town fans would love this style. That's why David Wagner came in, you know, that's why, partly why. And he was like, you know, all about the gig and pressing, if you like. And he just looked at that and he thought, you know what, the the sort of, uh, I'm trying to think of the word, pause, help me out. The, but the the essence of what that was, that the working class values, if you like, of gig and pressing, you know, hard work, honesty, you know, that sort yeah. of stuff. Um, he just thought, you know, that transfers so well to what, feel fans like and engage with. And so it was like, an, it was just a fit, you know, it was such a perfect fit. And that's what you got to find with town fans. You just got to find a fit there. But, you know, they understand Neil Warnock, they understand the up and at them, 4 2 forward. That's Neil Warnock style, isn't it? They, they enjoy it. Yeah. They don't care about knocking around at the back. They don't like playing around, Fucking
0: walking around at the back. They don't, don't like that. And, and,
4: and, and You just got to tap into what, what the fans like. And, you know, and, if someone does come in, in the summer, I'll be saying to them, Look, don't don't be in playing Russell Martin and playing seventy passes between your back four before you move into <laughs> no, 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 midfield. That will not go. That will not go. You'll have five thousand left in the ground. By the that's not a, a
2: bad example. But like Javi's the women are gonna win, maybe ten points this year. But the fans are happy how the football they played because I think they've been some of the teams have like out possession Barca, which is like not gone down well, but it's like, well, hang on a minute, like your squad's not as good as it used to be in loads of wins, but you're going to win league ten points. You were nowhere near it last two, three seasons, but yeah, yeah. The, it's really weird and it's, it's like, but but that is just what you said there, Matt. Barcelona fans have brought up on the diet of sexy football, and and they will accept to even to win a league like the one. It's not old ball at all, but it's quite direct. We would have got like Rafinha and kind of knocking it forward a bit quicker. But it's so too with Tampons. Like we've got the opposite where I think if you brought we saw it with Coburn last year where the more possession based and kind of game of chess and. And, and, whenever, I
4: mean, whenever the the thing is with us,
1: no, but it you on.
4: can't have a possession based. You can't have a. Huddersfield Town are never going to have the most money in the league. You know what I mean? We're never going to have the highest wage bill in the league. We're never going to have that Burnley team, yeah. for example. So Huddersfield Town fans will not, will never see a team that outpasses in terms of quality in the ch- in the Championship anyway. League One maybe, but the, we will never see a team which outpasses everyone 80 90 and creates 10 15 shots on goal a game. all right david wagner's was very different wasn't it but we did have 60 70 80 but very few shots on on target you'll probably you'll, when you're on very few goals if you like so we'll never be this swashbuckling team in the second tier so it's about trying to find that happy medium whereby you can you can kind of have a team which mixes and matches it keeps the fans on side gets enough points but because Poser says all the time. You know, I mean, as long as you're winning, fans are happy. But and I think that's true to an extent. But I think when you contrast the Wagner and the Corbijn season, and you see the buy-in from the crowd, I think it was very different. Yeah. I think it was very very different. You might have got the fans back to a certain level, but it was quite quiet. You know, when Corbijn was there, it's quite nervous. I think a lot of the time because you know we were we didn't have the ball, so. Whereas under Wagner, we're, we were very front-footed with the ball and the noise levels, and obviously a a there were, were different things as well, weren't they going off? Yeah, off. I was going to say I think it I'm, was I know new. South kind South of, was new, wasn't it? And what
1: have yeah, we're massively dragging the conversation on here, aren't we? Away, but it's it's very interesting to discuss. I think with Wagner, it was so different to what we were used to as well. I think it was yeah. something new and no one had seen it. So regardless of what it was, it was different and it were a little bit exciting. We'd gone through a mundane, quite a mundane period before, haven't we? So it were quite exciting, and I think after this. People are going to forget the um Schofield part and, and literally just compare it straight back to Warnock. And, and Warnock's that much of a legend. It's a little bit like you've touched on at all, uh, Man United, Matt, whoever came in after Alex Ferguson. They were never going to do whatever they did were never going to be as good as Alex Ferguson. So they were almost out a hiding to nothing. And if Warnock keeps us up and we start struggling, the first thing people will just say is, why do we should just get Warnock? We should just kept him. And I think whoever comes in has got that hurdle to jump over before anything else.
4: I think that's why you can't go young manager, never had a job before again for the no. next role. at that it's no. gonna need it's gonna need some level of experience. And I think and there was a conversation, Coszy, about Chris Markham in my Twitter feed. I haven't had a chance to reply to it yet. And and some people were I think one person in there was very much like, I prefer the Mark Cartwright option because he's been there, seen that for seven years at Stoke. I will say he did oversee Stoke going from eighth in the Premier League to 18th in the championship as well. But, you know, I understand the point whereby he's saying, look, this guy's got seven years experience, mostly Premier League. You know, you can tap into that and you can tap into his contacts. And that's a very really valid argument. Um, experience is experience. And we've seen this season that can't beat it sometimes. But I do think there's a happy medium somewhere.
2: I think that's what he said, Matt, to be fair, in his interviews. He said, look, if they want to ask me about, you know, I'll be there for him. And that's also, I don't think you know, I could be totally wrong. I don't think he's pushing for it. I think, you know, he no. gave his interview the other day. He's at, honestly, and I don't want him to because a bit like I didn't want Wagner to come back because to me, like, he's still, he'll be a legend for years to come, no matter yes. what, at Norwich and or what have you. But and Warnock, I just don't want him to, honestly, it's just incredible if he keeps us up. It just, he was always a legend before, but the status, a lot of these young guys, probably some of our fans never remember the first time Those old gets here, yeah. but, but it's like, that's why, that's my reason for him not wanting him to, Hang around, but to be fair, I've had a few people fighting to meet you thinking from other teams who know, like, I'm a
4: yeah. I think rom- romantically, oh. it's a really nice idea, isn't it? But oh. practically,
0: oh. He practically, no, he, he won't do it. I don't think he'd do oh. it anyway. Oh. But I think, oh. I just think it's a good thing to discuss because, like we said, I think it's so important that they get the next, they do it right. We don't want another season where we make the wrong decision on a manager and then we have to sack them after 20 games. And then we make the wrong decision again. It happens too often for town now. Um, mm. So I feel like it's so important this summer, and it's. I think it's something we do need someone who can. Because we don't have a biggest budget, we do need someone who can make players run through brick walls as well as be good tactically. And I think you won't get that with a young manager necessarily. That's that's my point. So it's mm. like finding that balance, like you said, Matt earlier, that we need. Yeah, a
4: bit-
0: and football's so weird.
4: It's like Danny, like Danny Schofield. I still think one of the reasons why. Danny Schofield were, didn't succeed with us is that the perception was always that he was the, not the bibs and corns guy, but he was the coach. He was, you know, he wasn't the head coach. He wasn't the man. He was yeah. the guy who, who set, who did some of the training bits and bats and he wasn't. And I think it's hard to, to go, I think in the psyche of a player, obviously, you see it a lot, don't you? That people yeah. don't necessarily Step up brilliantly from being a coach to being the first, you've know, been the head coach. I know Guardiola did it at Barcelona when he went from the B team to the first team, didn't it? But it's very rare. And I think if Warnock stays and, and we bring in, say, Michael Duff, Michael Duff's quite similar in style to a younger Warnock, you could say. If we bring in Michael Duff and keep Neil Warnock in the background, what will the players be like? Will they be like, well, is this coming from Michael Duff or is it coming from Neil Warnock? And those blurred lines. And I don't think you can afford that in football. Everything really, as we've seen with what Neil Warnock's done, everything needs to be clear, concise, There can be no, no blurred lines. There can be no gray areas. You know, everybody's got to be accountable and know who's accountable for what. And for me, the only way you do that really is by, with a clean break. And I I buy into what Cosi says as well. If he keeps us up and goes away at the end of the season, he can go, do you know what? I'm one of the best managers this club's had in the last 50 years. I, think, I
2: just think it's just in, football sums up for the insanity. It's Rob Edwards started this season at Watford. Highly rated young coach. they bombed him out like they bombed everyone else. He's gone to their rivals, Luton, and they've got every chance of being in the Premier League. And, and that is someone that's like... They've,
4: they balls up big there. To, they balls up, Watford, looted, they balls up big. 30.
2: to bring a Watford manager in that could have totally backfired. And, and yeah. that is... What a fascinating debate! I'll I'll leave my question for another time because they go on oh, too much and don't really
4: belonging in nah, it. Now we're thing. on to it, now, mate. You can finish us off with uh with your yeah, random go. random question. Yeah, I, I'd like <laughs>
2: to, I'd like to think it's it's honestly it's not really fuel. Well, maybe it's a little bit. There's a few by a few things, but the relentless.
4: Mate, I, yours are always fueled You're mostly by Madri and Estrella. Estrella, are they? But go on, new owner.
2: Uh, honestly, if I have the biggest wish for the new owner for me. Would be to get us behind the north to knock that north stand down, Matt, or to to do it up. Well, I'm a bit jealous. Bradford are going to bring safe standing in there, and which is something I've seen in Germany, man. A few visits now, amazing. Get us, apologies. The people are going to be shouting at me here, but it just makes so much sense. I think south stand. You know, whether you like it or not, a lot of I mean, a lot of fans want to, a lot of teams want to bring over two thousand fans, and we're losing money in that. And at that end, that nonsense depresses me. seeing as some of our most of our goals this season, we adverts, you know, in the background and stuff like that as well. I'd love us. I get the sun and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, and then there'll be people up in the uh, North Stand up at here thinking, sure, we like sitting here and stuff. But he's, God, you'll don't shower me. But like, well, I went <laughs> there headily on, on Friday and, 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 and there, our fingers it, here because the rugby South Stand, right, the, which was all standing before when they've done it up they've got seats at the top and standing at the bottom and, and yeah, they oh, have yeah, yeah. that. But I'd like to see, I'd love to see safe standing in that end at the bottom and that as well. I know it'd cost a lot, but I just, I, I, I love it in the south and stuff, but the, the divide and stuff, yeah, you could argue the atmosphere with the away pants and that. i just love to have that safe standing home end and just, it just annoys me that we don't play towards our end second half and stuff and then yeah, you could, people would say, well, why don't they just kick the other way? But I think it's bigger than that. I just want Ugh. if that would be my one win one wish would say it's standing if I could yeah. say right
4: I'll I'll quickly piss on some chips there for you cos some cinema
2: and blah blah blah
4: it's never going to move you, you can't knock that stand as well a bit like it, it's, it's just, impossible to knock that stand down because of the hospitality the gym the swimming pool it's probably even owned by us you can't knock that down that's that's not happening but what you've got there is you have got theres a really ill-fitting stand me and Pozzo were having a laugh weren't we on whatsapp the other because we used yeah. to go in there didn't we with a cowshed loyal in 2009 ish and they didn't let you jump yeah, all, so right, it's oh all on staff yeah. on scaffolding matt Fotheringham probably put that up so it's all on scaffolding in yeah. that that sort of that is it red big red lower is it now i can't remember what it's called yeah, the big red end yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah the big red end lower <laughs> you don't want the big red end upper. That's the that's the other one you don't want. But the, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the big red end lower. Um, that is is it's all scaffolding. It's crap in there. I'll be honest. That you know, it's can't jump in there. They won't let you jump or jump around in there. It's pretty much sit down, don't move. Otherwise, it might all fall down. It's it's not great, and you are open to the elements, the sun, the rain, everything. And sometimes that's not always a. A problem is it but and there's no roof so the noise doesn't the noise doesn't stay in either that's another little issue so it's harder to keep the noise in i suggested years ago remember when we we're in that meeting with sean jarvis pause we, we suggested like a perspex roof didn't we yeah like a small perspex roof um but the problem is you can't sort of block the view of the um there's, there's, the a, angle, middle, it? there's a middle narrow. row yeah there's a middle row of um corporates isn't there that's that's that obviously I'm going to take too kindly to a rowdian but there is there is possibility you could dig down there as well you could slightly dig down and you could create a standing section I think the only sort of issue another issue might be the, the sort of you can't make it good in terms of you know um you, know, you can't go underneath it and you can't go into it unless you open up another part of the stadium inside it but if you make that a cheap standing area, um, have some things at the side, you know, some food, some drinks and stuff. And it's not, it's not a terrible idea. It's it's something that has it's been offensive, really, that stand since the 90s, hasn't it? Cos? Because remember when it used to play in front of just a wall? Remember that when Gary Roberts was yeah. taking the mix, celebrate in front of a wall? The red seats, the blue seats, the blue and white seats, the adverts. It looked great in the Premier League when it was full, and it looks Ooh. shit again now. And, and you took a picture, didn't you, and, and tweeted it the other day and went all four sides getting getting behind Huddersfield. And I took the piss a bit and said, there's no one in that stand you've taken a picture of. And it, yeah. it does have a great that yeah. there's a stand behind the goal of Huddersfield Town fans. And I grew up in the cow shed a little bit and no one goes behind the goal no, in that yeah. end. And, but no one goes because it's crap. You know, so, the, you know, it, it would take a, probably a lot more money than we realised to sort it out. But and it wouldn't be high up on my list of things, but it would be nice to think you could maybe dig down a little bit because it's quite high up there. You could maybe dig down, which could help create a few rows and then create a standing section there right up to the corporates, um, which I'm sure they'll be delighted about. Losing you know, money, on that. So
2: United brought 2,000 more fans. Uh, so are yeah. a lot of other teams and stuff. So it's like, and there's nothing to say the new owners. Obviously, they want to be popular with the fans, so I can't believe they'll do this, but yeah, it probably will. Twenty years time, we'll still be able. It's just frustrating. That's all. And yeah, you could easily be solved a little bit by aiming towards our end. And and the scenes when we scored them two goals last Monday were, were fantastic. Monday, that's what you want to see. That
4: I could, I could just kick the away fans out, out to another part of the stadium, couldn't you? And... Yeah,
2: that that's um, <laughs> you just do that. that. That's great for marketing and publicising any town stuff instead of seeing positive on everything.
4: everything. Uh...
2: Every uh, flyer or pamphlet posters on. can't them. be people losing, it's going mental. I think one of the most amazing things I've ever seen there was that when Van La Parra scored against Wolves, the promotion season paused. At. It, yeah. I've never seen scenes like it. It was so crowded with a tip. I were like, incredible, mate. But unfortunately, when he they,
4: went and celebrated in front of the Wolves fans to win them up, yeah, play. yeah. yeah. Showed, you, you
1: know, there's the picture, and you can see, you can see obviously it's into the crowd. And, I've got like a, a light blue top on, so it kind of does stand out. And I'm just, like he says, everyone just went mental that game. And I can yeah. see myself in crowd. And that, that's what foot is about, in it? But I think just coming back to your point, because I think obviously, the, you know, we started out in the North Stand as, you know, the Cowshed Lawyer Group. And we, we the campaign, were to get into the South Stand eventually. And, and we did um, because we, we got the numbers and we got the backing from the club, which were brilliant. But I'm very much... On the same line of thinking as you, I think if, and I know I appreciate everything you've just said, Matt, but I think in an ideal world, if money were no object, it would be nice to get some safe standing in there. I think, I don't think it'll ever happen because they want to, especially now, if they're going to use the stadium for more than just football. So I think the idea of the seats being on the scaffolding is they take, it comes out. You can put a stage in there for like the concerts and and stuff they like that. They never do so, though, do
4: they? That's so. the thing. It's like they, they always put no, a the field. They don't, they don't it was supposed to be what they people. were going to do, and then they they didn't. They have it that. Then you've got the little mix end because they had it on the pitch, didn't they? And yeah, I went yeah. to watch yeah, Elton John, and they had that you know, in the middle as well. you're
1: looking to make better use of the stadium. That's an easy way to do it. And if you if you start concreting in. Permanent stands, and you know, you take that option away, don't you? But yeah, I, I do think it is a bit of a, it is a bugbear of mine. I hate seeing the goals at that end, especially when they're late on and there's no one in it. It just
4: looks shit, do not it? It looks really, it's, really it's shit. One it? of them,
1: isn't it? it's, it's just one of them, you can't really do what about it. It's been debated to death, on it you know, over and over again about what to do. And maybe if we take back control or a little bit more control at the stadium, we might have a bit of, a better say, but. Yeah, it is an interesting debate. All
4: comes down to money, though. You've got to remember, you've got eight sure, million quid's so. worth of repairs to do first before we yeah, yeah. do anything there, haven't you? And you've got Rope Walk shut down now, isn't it? I think it's, was it was a Green King who had it before. Mm. It's just, it's that, short. That, you know, you could happened. buy that. There's, there's a gas club not doing there. anything. Yeah, so would, you, would you rather have the supporters bar there? Where would you have it, mate? Would you have supporters bar at the gas club or would you have it at Rope Walk? I'd have it probably. i
1: i at gas me because it depends. It depends which end you're gonna have. If you're gonna to put town fans in north, if you're gonna have it north, and then yeah, definitely.
2: Yeah, that'd be quite. A, that'd be quite south, and also, just with the cinema people, I mean, I don't, I don't know how many much trade goes with that cinema, but you'll get.
4: People. Oh, mate, they're, they're building a cinema in the Kingsgate, aren't they, at Huddersfield? So that could potentially kill oh, off yeah. that cinema. Yeah, oh, it's oh, the, oh. the the new Kingsgate stuff that they've got lined up. I think there's, they're actually gonna have something like. A TGIs or something I don't think there's I think TGI Huddersfield's one of the only places in the country where it doesn't have a TGIs or something like that and uh, it's mad and they're, they're putting like stuff like that in and a cinema and what have you which will probably obviously take stuff away from the cinema down at the ground And so you know whatever you do down at the stadium is 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 definitely fighting against the lack of footfall there so mm. um, we'll have to see what it is but you know something could something could happen you could have a, a supporters bar in there and maybe you could have more Q&As with, with Phil Hodgkinson in there last time who knows, but uh, that, was, <laughs> that was brilliant. On, um, but yeah, I don't have any more, Cosy. Have you got anything else you want to bring up? Oh, really? just just
0: Tuesday night. It sounds
2: like there's loads of people going up that probably wouldn't normally have gone up on a midweek, and obviously schools going back to so It sounds like a big effort being made by the town fans for what is an absolutely massive game. I think it'd be a great night up there. We haven't been there for. 20 years, maybe even what that went under John Stead, I think, scored a winner. Yeah. Last
4: you know, time I was there, Paul Dalton scored uh, for us. That's how long I think.
2: I, uh, I think the next two games, obviously, Cardiff, I, especially with the up factor, they, they back the teams in crisis. I, I think the stains are going to be absolutely rocking 20, 30,000 in these ground. Some of them might even be 35 on Tuesday. It's going to be a great day, but I oh, just hope we can go to the well and once more and get that result. But it's, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it because. The trouble is if we don't get it Wednesday, you're not going to be wanting to watch uh, the Imitation Jeff Stelling show, are you? and And, oh my God, ready to win or whatever. But yeah, let's
0: hope we can do it.
4: Yeah. And finally, Danny, thanks for joining us this week. Where can we see the Serpent Queen?
0: Uh, it, you can get it through Amazon. It's on uh, Lionsgate Plus now. So you yeah. can get it through your Amazon account. Yeah.
4: I've seen season one. It's worth watching just for Danny's uh, violent put down isn't it of uh, one of the characters which I might might, we might use that later but guys thank you very much thanks for listening thanks to Magic Rock for sponsoring and we will be back next week possibly
3: there's a team That is dear to its followers The colours are bright blue and white They're a team of renown They're the pride of the town And the game of football is their delight And all the white